Hiya, darlings. This is Hello Live English Advent's Devilish Diva, the one and only Nerissa Ravencroft, here today to celebrate my monetization. Starting off the relay for all of Advent. First song, Chigo, Soul Janai. Let's go. Chigo, Chigo, Soja, Soul Janai. Kimi wo nigasenai. Ai wo atasenai. Thank you for all the supas, everybody. Tame iki ga kubisuji ni shibireta yoru no machi kado utagatte kimetsukete kimi wa kuchibiru kandeiru furi muite imashinjite hashiri dashite kimi no ato oi kakete. すぐそうなうでつかんでもうりはらわれてもあ違う違うそうじゃそうじゃないきみをにがせないちがうちがうそうじゃないなきしめていたいひざまずきそうさ ほどほどに愛し合い派手に着飾る現実脱ぎ捨てて生きている君だけは眩しすぎて追いついたその背中に流れておりる星たちまっすぐに見つめて君だけが欲しいと思った違う違う嘘じゃ嘘じゃない誰も愛さない違う違う嘘じゃない唇塞いで何も言わせない How's everyone doing today? <laughs> oh, I'm so nervous, but I'm doing my best. Please keep cheering me on, everybody. Tenohirakaishinante,君が思ってるほど器用な僕じゃないさ。君を一人愛してよ違う違う違う違うそうじゃない君を渡せない違う違うそうじゃない抱きしめていたいひざまずきそうさ違う嘘じゃない誰も愛さない違う違う嘘じゃない唇塞いでわあ何も言わせないあ<笑><笑> my chat's broken on my screen <笑> Woo! <sighs> 
I forget if I mentioned this on a podcast or not. Uh, there's like a parenting mm-hmm. podcast that Emily listens to and she was like, you should listen to it. So I started listening to it. Um, and there's like some useful stuff in it. But they they do the timer gimmick. They started after Pondering Bhutan and they do the timer gimmick where they set a timer at the beginning of every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when the, the timer buzzes, they have to end the podcast, mm-hmm. which is Pondering Bhutan's bit. Mm-hmm. But then it's a lot more of like an edited, like polished style podcast. Right. Than Bhutan is, which means that they are editing out stuff. Which then, to me, ruins the inherent bit of the timer. Right. Which is that every episode is the same length, approximately. Yeah. There's slight differences with Bhutan, depending on how long the outro song is. Yeah. But, like, almost every single one is 37 minutes. Right. And also, when you are listening, you know, as the audience, if you look at the, the time on it. Right. You will know when the episode's going to end. And you become someone who is also, if you want to be aware of it, aware of when the timer is going to end and cut off. The 25-minute mark in Putan is so important. Yeah. The, like, we're introducing a new topic entirely <laughs> at 25 minutes yeah. just for the joke of getting cut off. That is or because like... we just ran out of steam and yeah. somehow Connor and I have just both fallen into, we don't end it when we run out of steam. Right. We we have to like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 25 minute mark of Putan is one of the best ups, one of the best moments in podcasting. Yeah. And if you and don't, you just... if you edit things out, you lose that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think this is also part of why I uh, have decided on Rissa as my Oshi because I do think that Fuamoko are just like incredible and I understand why they're getting like the most like subscribes right now I know why M loves them I understand it they're they're really really great performers when I'm chilling and hanging out I don't want mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be just chilling at work having something on that are people like really performing mm-hmm. you know yeah unless I'm like going all the way to movie uh-huh. I want they're just like someone's just like mostly just being chill and normal mm-hmm. right I'm sleepy and delirious Nanahachi is real Nanahachi is real Thank you.
It's not a movie podcast. Is this <clears throat> is this ornate stairwells or is this the non-homophobia zone? Is the whole show? Yeah, I, I don't know. I okay. So, I mean, we're gonna have non-homophobia zone art, probably. Yeah, we have we have commissioned non-homophobia zone art that will perhaps be on this very podcast right now as you're looking at it. Perhaps not. Uh, I did just tell Cam, like, oh, yeah, I guess we're our next episode goes up in, like, three days. So, like, if you do get it done, that's amazing. But, like, don't feel like I'm not putting a three-day deadline on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Cam, everybody go pre-order Matchmaker. You can go to um, uh, Silver Sprocket is the yeah. publisher. Um, I, or I your know. local bookstore. Yeah. Go to your local bookstore. Ask them to pre-order a copy of Matchmaker. Um, I would prefer you didn't go to Amazon, but my preference for you buying our friend's book, if Amazon is the option that is available to you because you don't have a local bookstore or, or whatever it is, you know, go with God, I guess. I thought thought of something, but so the thing that I've noticed Uh is I noticed this on the, the collab stream. Uh, for people who are who are have not been listening to my other podcasting output, uh-huh. uh, I have an Oshi now. Yeah, um, and I noticed on the collab stream between Nerissa, who's my Oshi, and Shiri, mm-hmm. that Shiri kept talking about Amazon, like buying something on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that Nerissa just always sort of says like online shopping or whatever uh-huh. does not talk like seems to be intentionally not saying Amazon. Interesting. Is a thing I, maybe I'm wrong, but I've noticed it. Um, anyway, I thought of that when you, when you mentioned Amazon. Yeah. Cause this is what I've been filling my brain with. Uh huh. Cause now, I'm assuming, is this just the podcast? I don't know, dude. Or are we gonna, are we gonna, I don't know. Is this the end of the podcast? I have no idea. I don't know where we are right now. Should we introduce ourselves? Hi, everybody. (laughs) Welcome back to the Non-Homophobia Zone. I'm Autumn. I'm joined as always by Neve. 
Hi, I'm Neef. And um, this... as always, I'm really emphasizing the lilt because you said it flat. <laughs> I can't do it right. It's... You know, if I, I know I've said this exact thing. If I say Nia, you're gonna say Neve. Yeah, you're gonna say it flat too. Yeah, I'm gonna if say. If I Neve. say Neve flat, you lilt. If I try a yeah. lilt, you lilt more or more correctly. Like <laughs> no, it, I. It's just like a. I don't know. Yeah. I I want to say it differently than you say it. I think just mm-hmm. this has come up on like I don't know if you've listened this far to Friends of the Table. There's ones where they talk about like how if Austin says Keith Carberry, mm-hmm. Keith will say Keith J Carberry. Yeah, and then the other way around. And then there's also like I forget who else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget if it's like Alicia Acampora and then Ali Acampora or mm-hmm. whatever. Um. There's just like an impulse to say it different, differently than what you said. Somehow, sure. Um, Neve, that's what the that's normal with the the lilt. Okay, which may have sounded flat to your ear, but mm-hmm. Neve. Um, this is nominally a movie podcast, but if you listen to the last episode, which Nia, can you cover yours real quick? M, cover yours real quick. I didn't listen to the last episode yet. You said you were going to, so you didn't repeat stuff. I'm oh, sorry, I'm covering my ears. I I was gonna listen to the last episode, but then I I I I, I laid on the couch and watched Dragon Ball all day. <laughs> okay, actually, M, you could have listened to that part because you'd be fine with it. Um, I'm uncover your ears, go back, skip back, <laughs> skip back, listen, because you'll actually be fine with it. Uh, can I can I say a quick thing about Dragon Ball? Okay, three minutes maximum. A thing that I realized, yeah. So you you did that like uh, export, yeah, episode, mm-hmm. and there was just things where I'm like, like us not podcasting, and we've just had like hell weeks and also traveling and everything. So we've like hung out less, even without, yeah, like beyond podcasting stuff. And so you were talking on that, and I just one, I was like, there's just like shit that Autumn's talking about that I just like did not know that they were doing. But then there was also stuff where I was like, I was like aware. That you were watching Dragon Ball, that you like added it to the the Plex yeah, server, yeah. But I was not really thinking about how much you were just Dragon Ball brained right now, yeah. Because I wasn't like hanging out with you. Well, so uh, so today especially, I got into stuff I straight up do not remember, like stuff that is like basically brand new Dragon Ball as far as far as I'm concerned, which has happened a couple times. There's like. You know, I was watching the Nappa fight, and it's like, I didn't remember how the fucking Nappa fight went. Yeah. Or, you know, um, like, I didn't remember how any of the Ginyu Force fights went. Like, I remember Captain Ginyu, he switches the bodies. That's basically all I remember. Yeah. So there's... I definitely know all the stuff you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a Dragon Ball expert, and you know yeah. all about... Uh, can you name me the five members of the Ginyu Force real quick? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Could you could you could you do that right now? Yeah, I could. Uh, <laughs> would you mind doing that for me? Uh, I would mind. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I remembered that the boo stuff starts with. I remembered he's like bubblegum. Yeah, he's like bubblegum. <laughs> um, See, I know all about. Dragon I know Ball. all about Dragon Ball. You're an expert. Um, so obvi- obviously, <laughs> anybody who's watched Dragon Ball remembers. Goku dies at the end of the Cell Saga, 
He's gone for seven years. Goten's born. Same number of years that Japan was occupied. I don't think that has anything to do with it. <laughs> Are you sure? Because that's why everybody in the Akaza movies is in jail for seven years. I think this has nothing to do with it. You that. sure? I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Is Dragon Ball not making a commentary about the U.S. occupation of Japan? I don't think it is, no. <laughs> I think you need to rewatch Dragon Ball. <laughs> so... So Goku gets, like, the special pass to come back for one day to compete in the Budokai Tenkaichi, and I remembered that there was, like, gonna be some fights, and then right before Goku and Vegeta are supposed to fight, it's gonna get interrupted by, like, Bobbity is showing up, and he's gonna resurrect Majin Buu and the whole nine yards. I remembered that... Goku and Vegeta don't fight at the tournament, and that's part of what sets Vegeta up to go um, Majin-pilled later on, right? The episode I was watching, like, the like right before I came here, first of all, I forgot that Supreme Kai is introduced like he's fucking Hisoka, which is hilarious. <laughs> Second of all, um... Uh, I forgot that the Supreme Kai is totally unprepared for how powerful the Saiyans are. Um, that he's like, he's like, wow, these guys are really powerful. This is crazy. I didn't know like Earthlings could be this powerful. And then they go Super Saiyan and he's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and third, I forgot that when they get to Bobbity's spaceship, because, okay, there's the evil wizard Bibbidi. Yeah. And then his son Bobbidi. And Bobbidi is going to resurrect Boo. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, when they get to Bobbity's spaceship, there's just like a little little mini arc that almost feels like the Dragon Ball movies, where like they have to fight through various levels of the dungeon, um, and they're just like completely outclassing these fucking goons that Bobbity's like throwing at them. Like, and I, it's just. It's delightful because, like, Vegeta, like, dispatches this dude in the time of one episode. That never happens in Dragon Ball. No one ever goes down in just one episode, so it's sick when it does happen, you know? Yeah. Krillin got a good moment in these arcs. Um, Krillin, like, there's this one guy who's, like, built up, like, oh, maybe this guy's gonna give Krillin some trouble. Maybe, you know, in the Budokai, like, uh, uh, this guy's gonna, like, have a fight with Krillin, and then Krillin, like, Punches him out in like one blow. <laughs> like, um, it's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. You're scrolling Twitter. You don't care. No, I, it's just because I know all this so well. Y yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not actually bored. Uh huh. I might look bored, but it's just because I can like half listen because I remember everything. Perfectly. Right, right. So anyway, yeah. There's just like I have hit a patch of Dragon Ball episodes that are functionally new to me. You know, I probably saw them as a kid. But they are functionally new to me, and that's so exciting. Um, th the fear I still have hanging over me is that we're going to hit the Super Boo stuff, and I'm going to be like, oh, I remember this way too well. I remember this going for fucking ever. I remember this being Frieza Fight Part 2. <laughs> also, it's funny how Frieza becomes the, um, like... Frieza becomes the chump bitch um, of Dragon Ball because Supreme Kai shows up. He's like, yeah, I could have took it out Frieza in one blow. Don't even sweat it, bro. And like, yeah, sure, boss. You were freaked out by Goku do going Super Saiyan. Whatever you say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gohan goes Super Saiyan 2. 
Yeah. He goes beyond the Super Saiyan barrier. I know Super Saiyan 3 is coming. I'm a, I'm trying to like off ramp. I'm trying to like talk about something else and you're just looking at Twitter. I um, was worried that I was going to I had forgotten how to podcast, but you're just staring at Narissa in pajamas right now. Those aren't pajamas. Sorry, I couldn't see your fucking phone screen that's tilted away from me. Um, I'm gonna hate me for this bit where I'm uninterested in Dragon Ball. <laughs> Would you perhaps be more interested in Hokuto no Ken? Mm, definitely. I think I think I think what Nora and I are gonna do for one season of Pardon My Franchise is we're just gonna read one volume of Hokuto no Ken per week. I think that's what we're settled on. So, um, that'll be exciting. Yeah. Those are, those are big volumes. Those are like 300 page volumes. So maybe we do one and we're like, Hmm, this is a lot of comics. Maybe we do break it up, but we'll see. I got to read a bunch of Hunter x Hunter. I guess I'm just in the like, you did it again. I did it again. I did it in a casual conversation with Nora yesterday too. Like off mic. I said, after M was like, oh, you said Hunter x Hunter, cringe, cringe. I said it again later. Um, whatever, who cares? Um, oh, you know what I did read? What? Uh, I read some Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, oh. You know what's good? The first parts of Yu Yu Hakusho. I cannot vouch for the, like the back half of Yu Yu Hakusho, because I remember the anime being fucking bad. But also, I disagree with most people about Yu Yu Hakusho. I, I feel like yeah. I have an outlier opinion on Yu Yu Hakusho. Which is that when the tournament, when the second tournament arc starts, I think the show just takes a fucking nosedive. Um, we could talk about anything else. Yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> Are there, is there any other uh, manga that you read that you, you want to tell me that you read? Or was uh, that all that you read? I did not read Nana. Okay. If that's what you're asking. <laughs> I read one chapter of Banana Fish. That sh- that book's cool. You know about Banana Fish? I think I've heard of it. It's like it's like very Akira esque, um, but it's supposed to be a shojo. It looks it's like you know how like sometimes shojo is like a genre distinction, and sometimes shojo is like this book ran in a shojo magazine, but it's yeah. like not really like a. It doesn't have the genre trappings of shoujo. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Th- this, these stills from the anime are not showing... Type in manga up here. Because yeah. I need you to see how Akira-ish the art is on this. Um, oh, yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I have not gotten to the part where it's about two boys, like, kissing. I just got to the part where... um. Like, the first chapter is, like, there's, like, a flashback to, like, Vietnam, and this guy's being like, I saw the banana fish, and then he shoots up his whole squad, and then it's, like, New York City, 15 years later. Yeah. Um, that's basically all I read. Uh, that book's cool. Um, speaking of shoujo manga, we, so we're not doing movies? Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna pivot away. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know if there's anything that you want to say about the Seg After Strike stuff. I I feel like I've talked because I there's like so I heard one you, or two Putons where we did it. I heard you talk about it on Puton. Yeah. Um. And then I, d- I just have not heard the stairwells. Episode yeah. And then Em and I sort of talked about it on stairwells. And then after that, um, I 
like wrote up and I didn't like read word for word from it, but I like wrote up like, here's what I want to say before the, the ghost divers episode. Mm. And so that was my like main time to like really put some stuff together. Um, I guess the only like additional thought that I have that kind of came up in some of the other stuff, but, um, I feel like there's been like, cause there's the, the guidance that we've gotten. Mm-hmm. And I talk about that on like the ghost divers, um, which is basically like, Hey, we don't want people to talk about struck work, even though technically that guidance seems to be written for like people who are a member of the union yeah. doing promo work on podcasts. When people have reached out, they've been like, we would still appreciate it if you don't cover struck work. Yeah. Also, they talk about how they don't want us to point towards streaming services. Yeah. And this is the big thing for me with like a lot of movie stuff, which Mm. is like one, there's a lot of stuff that may not technically be struck work that will still point towards streaming services. And even like, I don't. I don't know if like anime specific streaming services are right. struck streaming services, right? Like, does Funimation still count? Like, owned by yeah companies that are struck companies. So that's one thing is that I don't want to point people towards it even for like an anime streaming service, right? There's also the thing of like, you know, if, if we we had that episode about throw away your books, rally in the streets, and I'm going to mention that movie because right now, if you want to go watch that movie. You will go to rarefilmm.com. That's one of the main ways to get it right now. Yeah. Which is not a struck service. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's some guy kind of borderline illegally putting a bunch of stuff up and just having a thing being like. That reminded me of a thing I wanted to talk about. We can yeah. bracket that off way later. Anyway. Um, but I also feel like having an entire episode that's about movies even if it's about a movie that's not on a struck service is still a thing that's energizing people to go to streaming services. You know, they'll listen to people talk about movies and be like, I want to watch a movie. And then they're not a pirate. And mm-hmm. so they're just going to go to whatever service. And yeah, you know, yeah. Like all of this stuff is still contributing to this, uh, like, culture of yes. of film and yes. cinema that yes. is driving people towards these things and it, as much as like the unions have not called for a boycott and a lot of that is like a there's multiple like political reasons for that right like, so this is what i wanted to get yeah. into because one of them is like first of all there is a certain amount to which like there are members who do still want to be getting whatever residuals they might get or whatever like there's all the complexities within the union Mm. around those things yeah and there's even less i think of an uh, an impetus with people to have a general boycott of going to theaters because they are going to get residuals from that mm-hmm. still in a way that they aren't always from from streaming services right mm. and generally like there are people who have actively like just came out shows and they want those shows to do well yes. so that is within the like union its own conflicting thing Mm-hmm. The other reason why general boycotts are often bad, especially inter- with entertainment industry stuff, uh, is there are just tons and tons of people who aren't going to care yes. or who are still going to go and watch their things. Yes. And when that happens, it then becomes this like signal of a weakness of the union because yeah. they can't get people to boycott. Yeah. Because people just like entertainment is like a massive thing that like people are going to seek out and it's very hard to tell people like stop entertaining yourself in any way. Right. Right. So, um, that's one of the other reasons, but it's, there's still like 
I think, a value in being like, let's not like amp people up for this. And, right. And even if I'm talking about something that I think is far outside of, like, is a movie that's outside of struck work and may not even currently be on streaming ser- services, there's still like a, mm-hmm. you know, there's an energy there that is, I think, still amping people up. So. I want to read a little bit because I thought Cameron Kunzelman did a very good thread on Twitter about this yesterday, and I also disagreed ever so slightly with it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to abbreviate this, and um, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Uh, SAG-AFTRA are specifically asking for a pause on shows that do promotion for programs made through a contract with the AMPTP. I fundamentally do not think we're promotional, we being, in his case, ranged to touch. We do criticism and cultural discussion. We're stopping anyway. And that, you know, that applies to us, too. Like, I'm, we don't do promotion. We do, yeah. we do criticism as best we can. I, I feel like the way that I do shows skews more enthusiast than, like, you know, the way that ranged to touch does shows. But that's fine, you know? Um, criticism of a mass commercial product is symbiotic with the cultural product. This is fundamental to the critical tradition that range touches in conversation with. Um, do, 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 do. <clears throat> the strikes will end the workers. Uh, is this, this is not the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, so to reiterate, I think sag after going for the land grab of talking about movies is, as entertainment is promotion, is just that, a land grab. But I see the value in the tactic, and I trust our listeners to see it too, and I think it's worthwhile. This is the one thing where I maybe quibble, I guess, um, because I think in 2023, the like economy, as it has been you know, reconceived by Silicon Valley investors is so based around attention. You know, TikTok wants, like, the the strategy on all of these, um, on every app on your phone, basically, whether it's Netflix, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, like, like, I remember Spotify specifically giving a conference where they said, we want to be the only app you use for listening to things, which is why they're in the audiobook market now, which is why they're in the podcast market now. Um, They want whatever you want, any sort of listening experience, you're using Spotify, you know, and YouTube wants the same thing. TikTok wants the same thing. The, the, The thing that these companies want is to monopolize your attention and your time in the app. And so I think, unfortunately, in this sort of environment, criticism does become promotion because if I'm telling you, oh, this new show is so good, this new movie is so good, and you go watch it on... And this is the other thing, and I I forget what I brought this. I think I maybe said this in the Ghost Divers thing. But just to, like, throw in this too, like, what are the... What are the most, like, people say, like, this is a must-see movie, you have to go check it out. Mm-hmm. It's not just the ones where there's lots of positive, but also where there's lots of negative, because now you have yes. to find out for yourself. Yes. And so, within that framework, even negative criticism yes. becomes a part of the promotion machine, because the promotion machine likes a thing that is going to be broadly popular, 
but is going to have strong dissension and create an ongoing yes. discourse about it. I think that like, is more effect. An ongoing discourse about something is far more effective, I think, than something coming out and people just all saying it's good. There is because a, that's going to pass so much faster. There is a new movie that has just recently come out um, that I keep hearing people talk about at work. I'm not going to say the movie. You can probably guess. Um, it's probably one of the two. <laughs> yes, and it's the one maybe that... both. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> It's it's new movie just came out and it's been I hear it talked about a lot at work because broadly most people at work like it and one person at work um is like I don't like the feminist agenda being pushed on me by this movie or whatever and so but but when attention is the thing that the company wants what the production company just wants attention Negative attention is the same profitability. You the going same to, as a toddler. <laughs> yes, you going to see the movie because you want to see the negative, the feminist agenda being pushed on you or whatever. Your ticket, that money spends the same to the company. You know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, this, I don't. This was like a. I don't want to put it on Maine because mm -hmm. on Maine there's too many people who can see it and and run with it but I'm fine saying things on a podcast because I have a certain level of uh, effort people have to put into this mm -hmm. this is sort of broadly about like a lot of people I've seen people who have just trucked on with their podcast their mm -hmm. movie podcast being like well we're criticism it's not promotion it's fine to me that's the same mentality as the TikTok teens yes. who were doing the Grimace shake videos and then joking about how, haha, McDonald's execs are really shaking in their boots about this one because we made it dark and edgy. And literally the person who first did one got like a package of like, here's like a gift certificate and here's a bunch of Grimace right, merch. Right. Because he made it incredibly successful that they did not have to pay for viral campaign for Grimace yes. shakes that tons of tons of people yes. not only went to get them to make those videos, but also just went to get them because now they learned that there's this Grimace shake. Right. Right. Um, and so I guess maybe that to say that like in the, in the current like media ecosystem, whether we like it or not, criticism has been co-opted as promotion. That yeah. there is no escaping like promotion in some way. Yeah. Um because yeah, what they want is attention and we are giving things attention. And so, you know, we are gonna be intentional about not giving those things attention, you know? Yeah. Um and I think it's important and I think um that if you're making a podcast and you are, you know, Trying to get around this, I think you're chicken shit. <laughs> yeah. I like, I don't know, I don't know how else to say it that I think, like, you know, if you are trying to come up with an excuse for why your thing is different, um, you need to reevaluate why you're making, you know, the extra 12 bucks on ad money that you're making or whatever it is, you know, the extra two Patreon subscribers who you're gonna, are gonna tune in because of, you covering yeah. this. I like, mean, my moment of like sympathy is like, if there's people who are like genuinely getting livelihood, which like half of your rent's paid for by export audio, yeah. like Patreon yeah. stuff. Like that's we, also a thing here. We, we luckily, um, but like, I can understand people being like, this is how we're making money. Mm -hmm. I, I'm nervous to, to mess with it. And 
I think that if people are honest with their audience, yeah, and pivot to something else that they think their audience will like, yeah, you might lose some people. Think about if those are people that you really want to keep. Yeah, yeah. Do you like? like do you the people you are in, like inviting to stay are people who do not think that like unions deserve your solidarity? You know. Yeah. Um, and like, you know. It, that's the other thing is that like, you know, being frank, when I my first read the guidelines, my gut instinct was like, I don't know about this. You know, not like I outright disagree with it, but I don't know about this. Yeah. Within two <clears throat> minutes of thinking about it, I was like, well, regardless of my own opinion, like standing with the union is what is important. You know? Yeah. Get Getting the actors and writers a fair deal is the important thing. And if they think that this is a tactic that gets them there, then yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. Also, yeah, half our rent is paid off of um uh the Patreon income. We luckily have been, you know, because Nora and I get a new hyperfixation every week, we just have a sort of network where we can just pivot into Hey, we're doing a Fist of the North Star podcast. I know only three people in the on the planet care about Fist of the North Star in 2023, but y'all are going to listen to us talk about Fist of the North Star. And I feel like our audience is generally kind of game for that because really what most people are here for is just like hear the personalities more than like the content. Yeah. Though I know I know a lot of people do. They're like, oh, I'm going to go read Fist of the North Star now so that, you know, I can go yeah. tag along with the show. Yeah. And I mean, there are, I know that there are people who listen to, one, I think there's a lot of people who listen to Ghost Divers and don't listen to other shows. Because mm -hmm. when when I started Ghost Divers, we were a little bit more separated from like the yeah. rest of Export Audio. Yeah. And we like built a certain audience that I think has like, like that audience, some have like become Export Audio people. Yeah. Some of those people have just remained Ghost Divers people. Some people and have expanded just care about to anime, like, yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. You know? Um, but and I know there are people who listen to Ornate Stairwells and don't listen to Ghost Divers because it's anime and they're th three to four hour long things about like you got to watch like six to eight episodes. It's me. I don't listen to Ghost Divers. So, you know, I know that there are people. I on I I forget if I said this on a mic or not. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that I was talking to Connor about this though. Uh, all of my other podcasts I, I put out and I hope that people are listening to it and enjoying it. And I want to see reactions in the discord or some friends tweeting about it or whatever. Like I want to see people enjoying the podcast. I'm still primarily recording it and releasing it because of the thing that I enjoy doing. I like spending time with people that I'm recording with, but like ornate stairwells around the long fire ghost divers i want to see reactions i wanted to do well i want to see like listener numbers on them because i i think i'm just doing good work on a lot mm -hmm. of the podcasts or you know whatever um every time i put out bhutan it's it's literally just connor and i want to talk about something other than really intensely deeply about anime for three to four hours yeah yeah we just want to hang out because we're yeah. friends and we like miss the aspect of it. Yeah. That's why we do pondering Bhutan. And then every time that people react to Bhutan, I'm like, I can't believe people listen to Bhutan. <laughs> Who listens to Bhutan? 
<laughs> I'm happy for every single person who listens to Bhutan, but I'm always slightly surprised that people listen to Bhutan. <laughs> um, I, that reminded me of something I was going to say. Was maybe, it about ghost divers? Maybe. Was it about Bhutan? I don't know. This this last Ghost Diver season has been real good. Yeah, I, I mean I, our last two, I think we've been we've been really. Yeah. yeah, I feel bad that I don't keep up with Ghost Divers because I feel like y'all do really good work. Oh, that reminded me of what I was gonna say. I feel like y'all do really good work, um, but I simply don't watch the shows, and you guys get granular in a way that's like I cannot follow the podcast if I don't know yeah. who Mikasa is. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely been, I mean, I think our worst is the first one because we didn't do any summaries. There's been times where I was like, I should like re-listen to that for whatever reason. I should listen to that old Ghost Hours episode. Sometimes I'll listen to it and it's been so long since I've watched the show that I'm like, wait, what the fuck were we talking <laughs> Like, I can't, like, I know there are people who, who have watched the show previously and don't rewatch it and listen. And, uh... I hope that we work for those people. Mm-hmm. I hope that it's fine. But I sometimes I'm like, I feel like you just really have to have watched that. Yeah. <laughs> um, thing I was going to say, um, and I think I'm speaking more to myself right now than to, to you. Yeah. Um, a thing I was thinking about just before I took my month off from podcasting was I feel like of the people I am friends with, or of the people whose work I follow, like, you know, Ranged Touch or a More Civilized Age, I don't think I am, like, the sharpest critic. Um, like, um, I know that's not to say I'm a bad critic. I just feel yeah. like criticism is not always my strong suit. I think I, I think I, um, tend to boil things down to good or bad, you know? And I, I don't know. I'm probably selling myself short, but that's how yeah. I, that's how I felt about myself lately. A thing that sort of made me feel better when I was thinking that was, I think a big part of the work of stairwells and coffee and comic books, especially, um, which are like the two shows that I'm like proudest of, um, uh, is like curation as much as criticism is let me put you on to a book you might not know about, a movie you might not know about, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like just as a person with taste, I'm good at having taste into a microphone. Yeah. And even if I can't always, like, you know, even even if I listen to the episode that Nora and I did about Conan the Barbarian, and it's mostly, that movie's pretty good. Yeah, nodding our yeah. heads. And then I listened to the episode that Range touched it about uh, uh, Conan the Barbarian, and it's like a three-hour discussion about like, oh well, I you know I'm interpreting this scene as doing this. I I'm not doing all that. Yeah, that's fine. You know, most of what I want to do is just share in my love of things with other you know with listeners. Um, and so especially in, if I'm gonna be in that mode, um. You know, I, I especially want to be conscious of, like, not pointing people at the streaming services that are being struck, you know? Yeah. Just to bring it all home. Um, I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, range touch, uh, and especially, like, shell by genre, which has Austin Walker on it can as you, well. Can you tell, and, real quick, can you tell that I have felt intense professional jealousy 
about range touch lately? <laughs> Is it coming through but, in the microphone? So, <laughs> but like range touch and like Austin being on range touch, uh-huh. um, and Ghost Divers are the way they are because everybody on that podcast, like on everybody on Shelf by Genre, and everybody like me and Connor mm-hmm. on Ghost Divers went to grad school and we just have grad school brain rot. Yeah. And we've, we've recovered enough where we can talk into a mic and make it accessible and like do that stuff. But some of it is that like, that is just a mode of criticism that like, I think Great Gun on Project does incredible work, mm-hmm. but they don't have like grad school. This is how we're talking about things. They're yeah. doing it in a different way. Yeah. And I think that all of that is fine ways of talking about it, but I think there's like a, I think, I think there's like a prestige that is put on the grad school way of talking about things. Uh-huh. And I think there's value to it. But I also don't think it's the only way that people should be consuming criticism or thinking about. I think stuff. GGP is way better because it doesn't have the grad yeah. school brain about it. You yeah. know? <laughs> um, and the thing is, like, I'm not going to go into detail, um, but like. Connor and I have the grad school brain, and we watch IBO, and we, like, have grad school brain about it. Irritable bowel syndrome. And I think that, like, GGP is going to watch it, and they're going to talk about IBO in a different way, Mm -hmm. but they are still, I think, going to hit on the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, Because they still have the theory that is one of the grad school brain around the theory. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So... Um, but let me tell you, the, uh, the psychopaths episodes, those have been some real grad school rants. <laughs> uh, have you read any Franz Banon? Or that's from the movie, I think. Yeah. That's. We haven't watched it. Yeah. I really don't want to point. I don't, I don't want to get people excited to watch the movie right now. Yeah. I mean, I am personally, but like, I am also not watching it until we can actually watch it after the strike. Um, because I just know there's like SAG after actors in it. It was shown theatrically. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Uh, it's on a struck. I mean, it's a, it's on a service. Uh, and the dub was created by a service that's owned by a struck company. There's just lots of reasons why I'm like, I think technically it is not struck work. I think, but it's enough on the line that I would want to email SAG after right. to confirm that. And I don't need to bother them with that. I can just wait until the strike is over. Right. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Um, I'm scrolling up real quick. Plus, now we just get to get get to reading Nana faster, so. Yeah. So, speaking of reading Nana, um, so a thing we have kicked around, um, for this podcast in the interim is, um, reading some shoujo and jose manga. Yeah. We got a couple emails, and we also, um, uh, we're, we're speaking with our consulting producer, Joao, um... Uh, I'm going to turn the phone off ringer so I don't just get... Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> um, I'm just going to read some emails. Um, we've talked about these emails, um, yeah. but I'm just going to read them. Well, we have not... We've not settled on anything. Yeah. So, first email from Jen. Um, Jen's the best. Uh, people should go listen to the Scanline podcasts if you don't. Um... Forgive me if you've read this manga already, but I'd be interested in uh, listening to y'all read and discuss Aim for the Ace. I've only ever watched a few episodes of the TV adaptation, but it's considered one of the all-time shoujo classics, and I've been meaning to check out the manga for some time. So, we talked... Way, apologies if people hear me typing, but I'm going to, like, type and pull up Yeah, each of the ones as we go. So, 
Aim for the ace. Yeah. But so before we get into this aim for the ace more, I want to talk about the specific things for me. Yes. Which is one, I would like to lean Jose instead of Shoujo when we can. Yeah. Because I think that that in particular is just underrepresented in the way that a lot of people talk about. Sure. Both anime sure. and manga. Sure. Um, and also, I just like when things are often a little bit more like mature. I'm doing like scare quotes here, but mm. are going to be a little bit more like dramatic or um, yeah, the, melodramatic. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly in the what way I was that like say. Jose is. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, especially when we when we do when we pick our first one, I don't want a really long manga mm. series, and I would also like to have one that is complete. And that either has an official English translation or has yeah. a fan translation that people are vouching for, for like, right. Like, I don't want to deal with shitty lettering. Yeah. So for aim for the ace, um, uh, there is the, the, I have seen the aim for the ace movie, which is basically an, a, an abridged version of the TV show. That movie is phenomenal. I think we don't want to do anime movies. This this would be like so outside the realm of Strek work because I think it is yeah. like a movie that has only ever come out in Japan in the 70s. But regardless, I think we don't want to do it. We're not going to do the anime TV show because I, I don't want to watch an anime TV show. And the manga, the manga has what looks like at a glance a, a decent scanlation, but I can't really vouch for it. It's also 18 volumes, which yeah. is just... Just long enough that I'm like... People also have to understand that I'm doing this while also going into a different manga podcast where I'm going to read right. 21 volumes, and it is my favorite manga, right. but I am still going to be reading 21 volumes of another manga. Right. So... So Aim for the Ace is not like... Like, you know, there's like a yellow light by Aim for the Ace. That's where I'm at with it. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Next email from Ina... Did you have more to say about Aim for the Ace? Sorry. Um, I'm just going to say, having seen some of the other ones, I don't think it's going to be Aim for the Ace, at least not right now. So the yeah. other thing is, I think reading it is going to make me excited for watching stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to like immediately get into that mode. Yeah. And the other thing is, I don't know what the pacing's like, and I don't know how much I could sustain conversations about a sports manga. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have a lot of other stuff around it. Part of the reason the movie is phenomenal is that it has to condense so much story into 90 yeah. minutes. You know? Yeah. Um. Um. Okay. So, next email from Ina. Um, if you were to read some manga and you were up for something a bit heavier, I'd like to recommend Ikoko Nikki. Um, or Ikoku Nikki. About a 15-year-old girl whose parents die in a car accident and is taken in by her antisocial author aunt whom she has no prior relationship with, and who hates her sister, the kid's mom. The kid is obviously traumatized by the event, but as they kind of figure out how to work through the grieving process, they start uncovering some very mundane emotional trauma they both have from their childhoods. Um, I'm going to skip ahead. Uh, great supporting cast, bunch of great gals, few great fellas, no official English localization, but a good English fan one that's complete. I'm not done with it, but I've been reading the last couple days and it's blowing me away. Um... I'm I'm down for Ikoku Nikki. This one is like I think we'll talk through it, but I think this is currently like in my heart the leader. Okay, because it's eleven volumes. Um, 
it sounds like it's going to be the kind of melodrama and stuff that I want. That's going to get into like crunchy, like mm-hmm. uh, mental health stuff, which I I love Nana. So uh-huh. take from that what you will. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, when I read this email before, I think I read complete English, uh, fan translation as incomplete, and so I was like, oh, no, we're not gonna do that, but rereading it and realizing the English fan translation is complete, and that, you know, is like, yeah, it's a good quality one, I'm like, okay, I'm down with doing that one, I'm down. Yeah. Um, and then our last email, and then I'll scroll through our text from Juo and see if there's anything that's viable, um... Uh, hey there, a manga that might be worth looking at for stairwells is Go With The Clouds, North by Northwest by Aki Irie. Um, it's been a long time since I read the first volume, but it's a mystery set in Iceland and the art is gorgeous. There are currently just five volumes in English, so it's not a huge commitment. Whatever you choose to do with stairwells going forward, I hope it makes y'all happy. Um... This is an ongoing one. Okay, okay. Um... This does sound interesting, but it being ongoing, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But it does yeah. sound good. Um, I'm less inclined to make this the thing that we're going to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might just take this as a personal recommendation yeah. and not a, like, coverage recommendation. And maybe we both read, like, the first volume and you were like, oh, after we do a Koku Nikki, if we have to, like, keep going. Yeah, yeah. We will we'll do this one or something, but... um. Then I could have thoughts about Iceland. <laughs> um, all right. Do you? Oh, don't meow me. That's our group chat with Joel, right? Mm. Um. Okay. What do we got in here? So I think it's a reference to a. Um, it's a reference to a cross game thing. Yeah. Bruh, we could read cross game. I know. I know that you've had. I yeah. We could read cross game. We we could. We could read, like, Touch or H2 also, if we wanted. Anyway. Uh, Juo suggested Black Butler, Ikoko Nikki, or Yure Ito. Um, I'm not... I don't know that I'm pronouncing it. So, Black Butler is one that I really want to read. Yeah. Um, I know it's also long, but we could also, like, cut it after. I know there's, like, various arcs, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, I mean, it's 33 volumes, which I don't want it... Yeah. The other thing is, like, if we're just doing, like, a really long... The other total, complete opposite thing, it in my heart, is just, like, we just do, like, uh, Inuyasha or something, you know? We, don't tem- we don't just... Don't tempt me. <laughs> just, like, an extremely long-running volume, and we just see I, how far I, we get. I actually... I, th- I think that doing um, a Rumiko Takahashi manga is a very yeah. bad idea. I love Inuyasha with my own ho- with my whole entire heart. That is the most repetitive manga. Yeah, in the we're not gonna have world. a lot to say. It is so repetitive. Yeah. Um, I love it. Uh, uh, Black Butler. Shout out to M. M has kind of gotten into Black Butler over the last couple years. Um, and I used to have an annoying an, an ex who was an into um Black Butler in a really annoying like amount. And now, because M has gotten into it, it's sort of, like, broken up that association in my brain where now I think I probably could read uh, Black Butler. Um, uh, this one's not uh, popping up on Wikipedia, but nine volumes, it says. Um, I mean, I think I'm still just leaning 
Yeah, Nikki, I think, I think because, it's Nikki. Especially because we had two different listeners suggest yeah. it. And I think yeah. Joe suggested it before knowing the email. Yeah, Joe jo suggested it right before I sent the email from uh, uh, them. Her? Sorry. Um, balancing, like, whose pronouns am I even referring to? Is it Joe's or Ina's? <laughs> um, while also reading at the same time. Yeah. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Um, oh, and then Joe also recommended Kaze Toki no Ita. Um, which I would love to read Kaze. Yeah. I would love to read Kaze Toki. Um, I would also love to do... So on my shelf, I have the complete Po Clan in a very nice translation. Yeah. And then I also have volumes 1, 3, and 5 of Rosa Versailles. Um, oh, oh, this is... Th- this is Kaze yeah. no Uta, the Eroge. It's... Kaze Toki. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. So, so the Poe Clan, I have the whole thing. Rosa Versailles, I have volumes one, three, and five, and we could probably get two and four from the library or from Alley Cat. It, it would be funny if uh, before um, GGP gets their season where they're going to watch Rosa Versailles, we started doing the manga. Yeah. That would be funny. I would really, I would really enjoy doing <clears throat> Rosa Versailles or the Poe Clan. The those have a slight logistical complication of like passing my copies of the book back and forth or getting copies from the library. Um, that is certainly not insurmountable. That is just something yeah. we would need to coordinate on because specifically, um, those like the no one wants to tear up their nice. Obviously, like there, those are only out in hardcover, so no one is scanning the really nice hardcover translation. And the scanlations of Rosa Versailles and Poe Clan are horrendous. Yeah, they're fucking atrocious. Um, so you know, um, slight logistical concern there, but Poe Clan or Rosa Versailles would be really high on my list. I think maybe because Ikoko Nikki doesn't have that, um, concern um i think maybe that is my preference but um yeah rosa versailles like the five right yes there's five volumes okay just looking looks like the library says all of them are available i also i also would not mind just being like you know you you could check them out from the library, and I could just go purchase two and four because I would like my collection to be complete anyway. So, yeah. Um, but we'd still have to like, yeah, coordinate when you're placing holds and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing we couldn't figure out, but so. But maybe we start with Ikokuniki. Yeah, and yeah. then from there, if we want to do something else, we can figure it out. We'll have yeah. more time. Yeah. Um, so do we want to do one volume of Ikoko Nikki per episode, or do we want to do two? Um... How about we do one for this first one, because it's an odd number yeah. anyway. Yeah. So we'll do one, and we'll be like, is this is this the right pace? And then if we want to, we can go do two volumes per episode after that, or we can do, you know... We're still volume. doing every other, I think, for stairwells, right? Yep. Sorry. Yep. So... Um, I gotta knock out seven volumes of Hunter x Hunter. God fucking damn it. 
You did it. But I don't think I don't think that'll be an issue. Like I should have started earlier. I I want to part of the reason I was burning myself out a little bit was that I was pushing off reading coffee and comic books books until like the day of and I want to get in the habit of fixing that. Hunter Hunter was a bad book to try and fix that with because the first 12 volumes are going to be a reread for me. And so part of me in the back of my head is like, I should get started on that a couple days ahead of time. But also, it's going to be a reread. I can, you know, blaze through that, you know. Um, you should do a couple days ahead of time. I'll, I'll, I'll probably start it <clears throat> tomorrow. I'll probably start it tomorrow and do like two volumes tomorrow, two volumes Wednesday, you know, something like uh-huh. that. But but when when Rick and I agreed that day, if I had done it that day, I could have read one volume a day and been fine. And then I kind of fucked it off by putting it off for three more days. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be fine. Well, I'll, it is not that much manga. Yeah. So yeah, we'll read one volume of a Coco Nikki for the next episode. Um, that's all the business to take care of. Um, what do we don't we are not hanging out, son. What have you been up to? Um I mean I feel I feel like I know what you've been up to, which is you've had zero free time the last like three weeks. Yeah, I mean so people knew I, I took the one trip that was like the family reunion. Mm-hmm. Um I forget if we talked about that on the uh, that on this podcast though. You did, because in the throw away your books uh episode you're talking oh, about building yeah. the fire. Yeah, I guess not with you, but yeah, we didn't yeah. talk about it, but I heard you talk about it, <clears throat> and we have talked about it. Just okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, beginning of last month, took that trip, um, and then like end, which I think I maybe talked about on the SAG after one. I don't know if I did or not. The well, one that listen, you haven't listened so. to. Um, but uh, we visited Emily's friend. In Minnesota, um, I'm not going to say because it's just—I mean, it's not like a, a small, small town, but it's not like a big town. Yeah. Um. So it just feels particularly weird to say the like name. Yeah. If you know, if it was in... like Minneapolis, right. it's like yeah, it's Minneapolis. It's, right. You know. Um. But anyway, it was nice. We like uh went hiking at like a little waterfall. We saw saw some buffalo mm-hmm. in our car up close, and it was like a preserve. Um. And the buffalo, like, then just walked on the road for a while, so we were, like, literally stuck right behind buffalo. Um, and the one thing I'll tell about this story uh, was, so right, it, it's less now, but, like, especially, like, that weekend, my toddler was, like, really into just, like, pooping as, like, a thing that, that all sorts of living beings do. Yeah. In the, like, everybody poops the book way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Which we've read, like, previously. Like, we had the whole potty training. Yeah. Like, they've been aware that poop is a thing that, thing that people do. But was just that weekend especially fascinated with the idea of, like, things pooping. Yeah. And buffalo poop a lot. And we were stuck behind them, and so they were pooping, like, while we, like, next to our car and stuff. <laughs> uh, which our toddler was just very excited about. And so when they finally, like, crossed over to the other side of the road, we could drive through, we were saying bye, and my toddler said, thanks for pooping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, bye, Buffalo, thanks for pooping. And I thought it was just very funny. Um, But, 
It was mostly a fun uh, trip. Um, it's the longest like car trip that my toddler's ever done. And on the way there, it was okay. Like it was, we were all kind of tired, but also uh, we let them because it's good to like give kids some responsibility. Mm-hmm. We let them pack their like for the car backpack with like activity stuff. And that kid did not pack for a, a many hour road trip. Yeah. So on the the way back, uh, it was just like kid was bored and and causing the ruckus about it. Mm. Um, and so we did this long stop off where we like went to like a you know local for whatever town we were in, uh, like drive in, you know diner sort of place where you get like hot dogs and burgers mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, we got some like nice coffee as we were going out of town and then we went to a target so that my kid could just like pick out toys, uh, just like for the car ride. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then it was still just like, like there was a moment we were like literally like two minutes away from home where I just felt myself hit my limit and I was just overwhelmed now. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I, I didn't make it home. Yeah. So. Um, I think it was also like extra stress because it was going particularly long and I had to record some podcast. Oh, I think it was like Bhutan. It wasn't that important of a podcast, but mm-hmm. I still had to like record a podcast and we were like already going to be late for bedtime and yeah. Um, but, and then I, I got back from that trip and, uh, I moved teams at work. I'm still like doing the same basic job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if people might remember, I think the last time we recorded or something, uh, I was talking to you a bunch about like how flow meters work or whatever, because my job is basically like <sighs> understanding products and then deciding what to add to our catalog. Um, and I was doing a bunch of like sensor stuff before, which is like really complex, you know, mm-hmm. equipment that you would have in a, a like warehouse or whatever. I can see I'm boring you as I'm talking about flow No, meters. I'm just, I'm getting sleepy. Um, I've had a... Yeah. Uh, I've been opening a lot at work and not getting enough sleep. And yesterday in particular, I did not get enough sleep. And my Dragon Ball, like, watching Dragon Ball and, like, kind of waking up and watching a little bit and then kind of going back to sleep. That, that got me, like, that got me the energy to get here to the hour mark on the podcast. Yeah. We'll see, you know. Anyway, um, sorry. But yeah, my new team is latches, which are way simpler uh-huh. mechanics. Um, but I also came in like right before one of those big documents that I think on a podcast you talked about me being like more stressed than you've ever seen mm-hmm. in your life, where I was stressed about doing one of these mm-hmm. documents, basically. Yeah. Um. So, I came in and the rest of the team is in that mode because they're trying to finish the big there's an important meeting document uh which also means that like while it would be great if i could help with that document there's very little i can help with that's not going to take somebody else's time explaining to me what the fuck is supposed to go in the document right and so it hasn't been worth it to loop me in aside from like figuring out some accessory relationships because it's easy because you just they you know some of them have locks and it's like all right just look through the catalog and look at what keys would be replacement keys with the like key code or whatever right some very simple stuff um 
So in general, everybody else is stressed. And then I don't know what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. Everybody's stressed trying to do this document. And so nobody sat me down and been like, so this is how this team does the file formats. And these are the files that you're supposed to be looking at. And here's the folder structure. Right. No one's like sat me down and been like, here's a little introduction to like how we do things yeah. on this team. Because every team my does name things is a little blah, different. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've had like yeah. the brief, like, you know, yeah. I know my, my teammates names and stuff, but, um, and they're like small teams, but it's still like, uh, the other difference is sensors is like not I'm not saying that we don't make a large number of additions mm-hmm. or like a significant number. Um but it's still in the scales of like maybe we get into the hundreds if we're doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Latches a you can add a lot of fucking latches. <laughs> and so just the whole way that they like quote from suppliers is different because there's just so much more shit to look at. Uh And so there's a way that they do just the base thing of quoting, which is the thing that I understand normally Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I don't understand what this master quote spreadsheet document is. Right. I don't understand. You're, you're talking about generating quotes using V lookups. And I'm like, but then what are you looking it up from? If not a quote. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I've just been really lost, which has put me in this mode where I kind of have free time, but not a lot because yeah. there's still stuff I have that I can work on. But also I'm constantly in this mode of feeling unsettled. And you know this about me. I deeply rely on routines mm-hmm. and stability to like function normally. Mm-hmm. And so I've just felt unsettled at like a base level mm-hmm. where a lot of even podcasts, which I will just normally always be able to throw on. My friends are talking about something and it's not even that important, but I care enough about like what Jackson's saying about a video game mm-hmm. that I want to be able to pay attention to it. And so even though I'm I think some of this is also I'm like getting used to Adderall, which is just changing the way that I focus. Mm hmm. I might be like worse, worse at multitasking now, i.e. multitasking is kind of bullshit, but mm. that was the only way I could operate for a really long time. Yeah. Um, anyway, all of this to say, uh, for the last, we're going into week three, two weeks, like basically the, I would say 75% to 90% of my media diet has been uh, Hollow Advent, and in particular, just Nerissa Ravencroft. Right. Because I don't really care that much about what's happening on the screen. Yeah. Uh, I don't care that much about what's being said. And it's also... Yeah, and so it's just vibes that are happening that I can listen to at work. Yeah. Uh, So this debut came at the perfect time for me to become interested in VTubers, because I think... I mean, it's already happened now that, like, a weekend happened, and this weekend my my brother and his family visited, so we were, like, hanging out. It was mostly so my toddler could play with their their cousins, but um, all of that being, like, I'm, like, now multiple streams behind, and I'm sure I'll, like, 
try and catch up or something. But there's going to be a point where, like, I just can't watch all the streams. Yeah. Because I'm just going to want to do other stuff. Yeah. But right now, that's just been the the main thing that I'm watching and doing while I'm at work. My media diet has been high on chaos. It is sort of like similar but not similar way where I've been, I'll listen to a podcast for five minutes and then I'll switch over to a YouTube video. But the YouTube videos I've been watching are basically podcasts because basically I've been watching um, like a lot of Sajam, which is a kind of boring white guy who talks about fighting games mm -hmm. um, or Ramola, um, who is a like, was a VTuber, is now just her face is on the camera, and she's just, like, very high chaos playing, like, Dragon Dragon's Lair 2 and cussing out the chat for making her play Dragon's Lair 2. Um, and then, like, 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 a thing that happened today is I got up from watching Dragon Ball, and in the act of standing up, sort of felt the anxiety about, I need something in my ears. I need, like, a podcast. And hit play on the podcast. And then I went to the bathroom. And while using the bathroom, I was like, I want something to watch. And so I pulled up a video to watch. And that's kind of where my media diet has been at the last couple weeks. Is, like, constantly f flipping through different things and kind of, like, needing noise. Um, yeah. I've been... Um, I'm just about to start week two of taking uh, an antidepressant, uh, uh, helping my anxiety out. Um, and so I think I think like one of the things that they mentioned is you might be like a little more like like a little more like manic, a little more like hyper, um, which maybe is contributing to the um, just like. I need noise all the time happening at me. <laughs> yeah. Which is a thing that I always feel, but it's a little it's a little more low stakes usually where I'm like, oh, I'm listening to my podcast and then I sit down and I put Dragon Ball back on and then I stand up, go away from Dragon Ball and I just put that same podcast back on, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess I'm almost a month on Adderall now. Mm -hmm. This week I have my like check in or whatever. Tom tomorrow will be the start of week two of uh, yeah. Lexapro for me. Um, I started Adderall, and the first day I was like, I think I feel something, but also it could, like if you told me this is placebo effect, and that actually I was just given sugar pills, I'd be like, okay, yeah. Like it was that level of effect where I'm like feeling something, but it's not like intense. Mm -hmm. And I never really got the euphoria that you can have. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, and then, like, pretty soon after, I was like, I just, I don't even know if this is doing anything. Um, and my my uh, psychiatrist said, because I'm doing, like, a pill cut in half. And it's like, in the morning, you can do the entire pill if you want. You know, depending on how it's feeling, and try it out. And I did it, and I'm like, maybe I felt it a little bit more, but then also, I was like... It, it wore off like before lunch and I just felt like my day was worse mm -hmm. overall. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, maybe at five, like, you know, the half is like the correct dosage or whatever. Right. Uh, but then I had a Sunday where I forgot to take my second half of the pill, uh, in the afternoon. Um, and I could tell that I did not take it. Mm hmm. So I think it's just the kind of thing where I more notice it when I don't take it. 
Yeah. Um, but then since I had an extra pill, I did the like full pill and then a half a pill in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, this is good. Good. So good. we'll, we'll see. My dosage might go up, but, um, yeah. Uh, but I do feel like I noticed it if I don't take it. Um, that's what I was talking to a couple friends who, ha- who also take, um, like SSRIs and someone mentioned that she doesn't really notice when she's taking it. What she notices is when she doesn't take it and she feels like garbage. Um, for me, and this definitely could be like a placebo thing for sure. I feel like even in just the week I've been on it, I have been feeling like side effects, um, which have been a little rough. Uh, I had a couple dizzy spells on Friday and Saturday um, and just a couple things here and there not worth getting super duper into. Um, but I have noticed that it like already like and it's it's supposed to like like my doctor said, we won't really know if it's working to you until about six weeks out. Um but I feel like already it's sort of like taken the edge off a little bit of anxious like thought spirals and stuff to where like a thing that happens to me a lot is I get anxious about this and then that anxiety about that thing because it becomes anxiety about this and that and this and that and that and this and this and that blah 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 and all of a sudden the only thing I can think about is all the things I'm anxious about whereas I I feel like um since I've been um just in this one week I feel like I've been able to focus on I I'm, I'm nervous about this thing and keep it on the one thing and not yeah. everything else um so that's been good um <clears throat> uh what was I going to say um do 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 do, do. Um, yeah, I had a thought coming out of that and I don't remember it now. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, in general, I feel like I've just been busy because yeah. the other thing with all the trips and stuff is that it's like <clears throat> thrown off a little bit, like the normal routine of I do these podcast recordings these nights and here's the day where I will do this reading for Longfire. Right. Or here's when I will... Like, I, like, have also just been trying to stay current with Grey Gundam Project. And one, they're doing movies, which is just harder for me to, like, immediately fit in than, like, two episodes of anime. Um, Even if I'm watching two shows, that's still, you know... It's just like I have to like sit down and watch the movie, mm-hmm. especially if it's like subtitled. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like if I have to watch like four episodes of anime to keep up with GGP, I'm like, OK, well, I can do like two of them while I'm exercising. Uh, I can watch maybe one of them like in the morning when Emily takes her kid to the farmer's market because I'm only watching one episode. Right. And then the other one, I'll just like watch some night before bed. Like maybe I watch po- like I record Putan and then I have a little bit of time to do something and I'll watch one episode. Right. Um, it's just easier to break up those episodes. So um, yeah. but then I was also busy enough that I was just like, I don't even have time to fit in. Yeah. I was kind of glad that they missed a week because they were trying to figure out if they could keep going. Because I was like, that gave me a week to catch up. Yeah, I um, I'm really glad I didn't have any podcasts last month. In part because like, I was not traveling nearly as much as you, but I did 
I took a big trip to see my mom. I took a slightly smaller trip to go see my dad. Um, I, like I say, was, you know, making psychiatrist appointment and starting that. Um, you know, um, did a bunch of applying for jobs and stuff. And I can't imagine having to mix in, like, podcast homework along with all that. Um, yeah. I think I'll be able to stay on top of it, especially the the SAG after strike really like helping me out and like I don't have to block out two hours of my time that are unbroken uh, with me doing so much reading right now. Like I can find like I read one volume of Hunter Hunter tonight. I read two volumes tomorrow. Good job. Good job man. Thank you. Thank you. Really proud of you. Thank you. Um, like uh, with with my homework being more reading based. Um, that's definitely made that easier. I'm getting sleepy and having trouble focusing. Yeah. This might be a one hour podcast. Um, that's fine. That's fine. I feel like we, t- we I, talked about a lot of yeah. stuff. We went into this. I was like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about, but I had faith in us to bullshit for an hour. I thought I, I thought there was a chance that this, this was like a two and a half hour podcast. And I'm like, how did we even end up at two and a half hours? Do we want to announce the one other possible podcast that will be happening? We're going to do a test of it. Okay. I'm just going to say this on the podcast. I, it may not come out. It's going to depend on how it, it turns out. Um, also, since we're going to be doing the manga, this might be like $5 bonus content. I don't remember this, so please regale me. So some, I have to commute to work every Thursday. Right! I, I drive in. I clapped um, on the microphone again. Yeah. I drive in. Uh, this is a $5 podcast. Yeah, this is a $5 podcast. Um, so I drive to work and sometimes it used to be when I worked, had to go in on Tuesdays instead of Thursdays, you would sometimes be awake cause you had to go to work too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we would talk a little bit while I was driving in. Now I, I, I feel within myself, do I want to call somebody or lately I've just been kind of overwhelmed and I'm just like, I'm going to sink into podcast hole. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to more music lately. That's the yeah. other thing. Yeah. I've, I've been, um, I've been listening to music. Anyway, uh, to get back to explaining this thing. Um, sometimes I call Jackson cause Jackson lives in the UK and thus is more likely to be awake right. at six in the morning when I'm driving. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes when I'm driving home, I might call like my brother or something, but sometimes I call you. Hmm. If you're around. Yeah. Um, and we basically just do a podcast for like, my commute's like at least an hour long. Yeah. Um, so we might try to record that. It's also, it's also easier. A thing I have not mentioned on a podcast. So, um, my psychiatrist told me, I told her how much weed I smoke and she's like, oh, you should dial it back. She did not tell me you need to quit smoking weed. She told me, you should dial it back. And I have, like, I, I'm on day nine of no weed. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been really happy with myself for, like, it has been relatively easy for me to quit, which I did yeah. not expect. You're, um, not even, you're not even Sprigatito anymore. Yeah. It's fuck. I'm, I'm still Weed Cat in my heart. <laughs> in my heart, Weed Cat. <laughs> anyway, um, so, in the past... When you've called me, we'll call for like 20 minutes while I'm out there smoking, and then I'll just hang up on you, because I don't care like that. 
Um, yeah. But now with me not smoking, like I was just on the phone with you last week for the whole hour you were driving. Yeah. Yeah, you did used to hang up on me, and then I would get to a red light, and then I would, like, tweet, like, I can't believe they hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> More people need to call me while I'm... Especially the mornings. Mm-hmm. That's the hard one to get Yeah, people to call. Anyway, we might start recording the, the afternoon Thursday phone call, um, and the audio will be bad. Yeah. The audio... It's going to be bad. Also, it may not be the full hour every time. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm, I might be like, oh, I had therapy yesterday. This is what I talked about. I don't yeah. know if I wanted that to be a podcast. Oh, but... uh, yeah. You don't want to just talk about your therapy session? and. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That will... This will have to be like slightly more editing work for me, just in the sense of like, I will need to um, like cut things out probably. Yeah. So... But we'll try it. Yeah. And, and, and it may maybe, not come out at all because maybe it just sounds horrible or whatever. Uh, or like we just want to talk about stuff and it's like, I don't want I don't want that going out in yeah. the world. You know? Yeah. But, um, um, so, yeah. Because sometimes they will just be like, I've been really depressed this week. And I, I don't <laughs> think that's a fun podcast. If we do this podcast, it will be called Beaches. Or Beaches yeah. Watch. So... One of the, just to explain this, <laughs> I mean, I guess people would would get it in the pipe, but I, this is the teaser. If this happens, people get this little taste. And do you know how it's spelled? I assume B E E J. No, it's B I J E. What? So there's a pizzeria that I drive by on my way home, not on my way to work because I take a slightly different route, but the route that I take to work. There's, like, multiple train track. Like, there's a train track I have to pass over. And if I can't, because there's a train there, I can keep going all the way to the end Mm -hmm. and then go, and it doesn't add too much time. But it's a lot harder getting back the other way, so I just do an entirely different route home. Mm. Anyway, on my route home, I pass by a pizzeria called Beaches. And before I talked to anybody on the phone, I already thought that it was just a funny name for a pizzeria because mm. it's called Beaches. Yeah. And every time I would pass Beaches, I would just laugh and be excited about it. And now I do phone calls with people sometimes when I'm commuting because I just want to talk to people because mm-hmm. I enjoy talking to people who I like mm. or who I'm like friends with. Mm. I don't like talking to strangers. I hate talking to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so now I'll be on the phone and I'll be like, it's beaches. Yeah. So like beach watch or it's beaches. The other thing is beaches is like, it's not like where I turn, but it's close enough that whenever I see beaches, it's also like, okay, I'm going to have to turn soon. Uh huh. So that's another thing that is like added to. Yeah. Beaches. Um, well, yeah. So that might that may or may not happen. We'll see. Okay. Um, I will I will get set up to record it next week. Uh, if somebody Jackson might know this, so I feel like OBS is going to be the easiest way for me to get like my audio and the audio that's coming out of my desktop. You know. Yeah. But I don't know how to get those as MP3s or FLACs or whatever. So if somebody knows how to get 
like get OBS to record like to an MP3 and as a bonus, but not as a necessary thing, knows how to get OBS to record like two separate MP3s for like mic audio and desktop audio, let me know. I might be able to poke around OBS and figure it out, but I'm not a hundred percent. So yeah. Um, get at me in the export chat in the Emerald Mapping Discord. Um, and I, I will definitely, I'll ask Jackson. I feel like Jackson might know. So yeah. Um, that about does it. Because like I say, I'm getting sleepy and can't focus. So yeah. <clears throat> uh, where can people find you? So I'm on Twitter at Atomal underscore Coffee. That account is currently locked because I am job hunting. As you're hearing this, if you're in the Patreon feed, I just had a job interview yesterday that I really, really want to work out. I really, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much where I'll be devastated if it doesn't work, but I really want this one to work. Like, if if you're in the Patreon and you're listening to this, it's possible that that job is still deciding. So just like... That's what I'm assuming. Spirit bomb your energy. Because they, they asked me, like, Monday and Tuesday for interviews. So I assume there's going to be some interviews Monday, some interviews Tuesday. Yeah. And they'll probably let me know, like, next week is going to be my guess. Get so, that spirit bomb going. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. So you know all about Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to be the name of the episode is Knowing Things About Dragon Ball. <laughs> Um, so, what was I going to Where can uh, people uh, find yes, you? Yes, Twitter, at autumnal underscore coffee. That account is locked right now because of my job hunt, but if you ask, I'll probably let you in. I'm not really, like, screening people. I just am, like, you know, unless you're, like, unless in your description is, like, name of a, an employer that I am, like, applying to, I'll probably let you in, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's that there. I'm on blue sky at autumnal, not really using it or no, that's autumnal coffee. No underscore. I've been on co-host a bit more autumnal, just autumnal. I've been on co-host a bit more enjoying the vibes a little better than I was for a bit. Um, uh, it's also the, it's the, I think the best place for promo posts. Cause I like being long winded. Um, and People have been like re- reblogging those. Yeah. I really appreciate that. The people are just like showing out for. I personally vibe the least with co-hosts mm-hmm. as just a thing to just the the longer. What I want from social media is to like quickly see what my friends are up to. Yeah. Broadly. Yeah. And co-host does not give me that. Co-host, but is I will more say like posting. I I recently posted. Uh, selfie mm-hmm. on Blue Sky co-host and my private Twitter, mm. and co-host gave me the most love. Yeah, so shout out to co-host. Shout out to co-host. <laughs> um, do you have more stuff you want to promo or talk about? No, I think that's it. I'm on Twitter at Tumble Dash Coffee. Don't check it. Um, if you want to email us manga suggestions or Ikoko Nikki thoughts, especially about the first volume. Um, if it's if you have thoughts past the first volume, maybe put some spoiler warnings in there. Export audio podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you have yeah. There was one other thing I was gonna solicit. Um 
Hey, if you're listening to this, because in the in the Patreon, hmm. if you're in the free feed, too late. In the Patreon, uh, if you have Psychopath Season One questions for Ghost Divers, mm-hmm. you can actually still send them in mm-hmm. to ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. That's ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. Ghostdiverspod at gmail.com. Uh, Export audio podcast at gmail.com. We were supposed to record last night and Connor was feeling under the weather. So we moved it uh, to Thursday. So I'm not looking forward to the turnaround on that. I, I'm giving you permission to like. It'll probably be a little late. Yeah, I'm giving you permission to put it up a couple of days late. I'm, it's still going to go up on Friday, but it might be a little late. I'm giving you permission to do it on, like, Saturday if you want. It's still going to be Friday. I know. You're mentally ill. I'm just, I'm giving you permission that if it is a couple days late, it's going to be okay. If it's Monday, that's chill. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to promo? Um... Go to exportodd.io and give us money. Yeah. Um, Nora and I will be doing Fist of the North Star in lieu of Pardon My Franchise. And um, we just did an export audio, exportodd.io slash export audio. Our feed situation is fucked, and I know it, and I don't know how to fix it. I feel like there's just like a lot of legacy decisions that have built up over the years about, well, this is an episode of Export Audio. And does export go in the Patreon feed? We've put some in there, but we don't put every episode in there for reasons that are unclear to the both of us who make it. Um, why is Pardon My Franchise a different podcast than Export Audio when it's the same two hosts and it's kind of the same type of content, just a little more like themed? I don't know, but it's how we do it. <laughs> yeah. Why does why do people not get export a week early on the Patreon? I don't know, but that's just how we've been doing it. Um uh, this is this is part of the reason I've been turning over in my mind. Should we start putting the podcasts on YouTube? Because if we put the podcasts on YouTube, that's one feed where all of it goes. Yeah. But also, uploading the backlog to YouTube is, like, such a monumental task. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> I feel like that we could just make an executive decision of, like, all export shows are just going to go on the Patreon. Yeah. Whether or not they're one that's like a week early. Yeah. Because like, again, I don't think Ghost Divers can do the week early thing. Yeah. I just don't think it works for yeah. like the way that question buckets usually work. Yeah. But we could still put those episodes on there. Yeah, we could. For sure. And then people who want to only have one feed and everything just shows up there could do it. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it. We're going to make that decision. We should do it before the Nana season starts so I can put all my Nana episodes on the Patreon. You just want people to read Nana. Yeah. I want people to read you Nana. You want a person to read Nana. <laughs> um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You can follow me at Foxmomnia on basically anything that I'm on. Um, it's Twitter co-host, uh, blue sky. Um, I'm not on threads cause I'm not a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person and my name is Anakin. Sure. 
That's a Star Wars meme. I I know. Um, Don't also, try it. Also, like uh, Annialist and Letterboxd, although uh, I'm not using Letterboxd right now. We talked about this on, I forget, I think it was, I don't know if it was Long Fire or if it was Horny mm. Stairwells. But uh, I just decided, even though it's not a thing that they asked for, I always write down what I watched in my planner uh-huh. anyway. And then I I also do it on uh-huh. Letterboxd, and I'm just going to do the planner, and then when the strike's over, I can like backfill everything mm-hmm. for the planner. But I'm just not even going to do Letterboxd right yeah. now. So... Um, but also I've mostly been watching Nerissa Ravencroft and not movies. Right. Do you put that in your planner? Uh, I, I do. So one of the things, this is actually my, my, uh, New Year's resolution last year. It was on sterols because we talked about New New Year's resolution stuff, I think. Um, but, uh, one of them was like, I, I'm good at using my planner for work. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to use it for things other than work because mm-hmm. it's like has more stuff around it that you can do. And it's just a nice planner and I like using it. And so one of the things that I do is I'll write down stuff that I watch. I'll write down little things possibly about the day. Not always the best about doing some of that extra stuff, but I the big thing that I always try to do is I write down and I'll put like, you know, I was, wa- I watched this while I was working in the morning uh, over my lunch break, like I ended up having to do this phone call or something, uh, to take out or some like, you know, outside of work thing, like personal thing. And so I didn't have enough time to like bike and watch like some anime and shower like I normally did. So I went out back and I did some Tai Chi or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I try to like write that stuff. Again, I'm not always the best about it, but I gotta get back to doing my yoga. My back pain has been acting up. If you, maybe like, tomorrow's the start of a new week, I would love an accountability buddy for um, doing my yoga. Okay. So, I might also, like, yeah. rope some locked Twitter friends into this. I want to try and do uh, Tai Chi, like, outside of the class, which I missed this week weekend because my brother was visiting. Um, but... It is a thing of, like, I have to, like, go outside to do it because you just move around too much for my small apartment. Yeah. So. Um, and if I have the option during the week when I'm doing my lunch breaks, I would rather bike. And then, because Tai Chi, I can do, like, mm-hmm. shorter. Mm-hmm. And so I can do it, like, after work in the evening or something. Yeah. Um, I'm nodding, which the listeners can't hear. Yeah. Anyway, uh, go listen to my other podcasts. Um, Ghost Divers, Around the Long Fire, Pondering Putan, I guess. I don't know why anyone listens to that podcast. It's a good podcast. It is a good podcast. I just don't... It's it's such a... Connor and I just sit down and we're just doing our little joke podcast. Uh Uh-huh. And I, I know... At an intellectual level, I know why people listen to it. I know it's, like, funny that people enjoy it. But there's a certain amount where it's, like, uh, it's almost like an incredulity that I have that I release it. Mm. You know? Yeah. That it's, like, a podcast that I do rather than just calling my friend. Right. But... 
It would be really funny if you were just calling Connor, but putting a 30-minute timer <laughs> on it, being like, all right, motherfucker. Oh, I'm 